0: Hey y'all, it's Brittany. If it sounds kind of weird, it's cause I'm sitting in the back of a car with my family trying to figure out what the hell just happened. I mean, I know we completely expected this and yet just because you know injustice is coming doesn't mean that it stings any less when it finally does. In moments like these, it's all the more important to find our hope, to find our faith so that we can keep up the fight. We had exactly that kind of conversation. Our friend and journalist Philip Picardi led myself, Reverend Dr. Jackie Lewis, the senior pastor of Middle Church, and Jamie L. Mason, the president of Catholics for Choice, in a conversation about how we do exactly that. Because in times like these, we need to fight and we need each other. Here's a little bit of our conversation together, and make sure you check out the show notes this week, because there will be some important actions that you can take to protect all of our access to abortion and protect all of our bodily autonomy.
1: So, Reverend Jackie, you recently noted that the Supreme Court seems to be sort of throwing us into a theocracy. Can you explain what you meant by that?
2: These folks have been playing a long game for a long time to place on the court people who they knew would make decisions that would roll back the civil rights um, uh, winds, if you will, of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. And so here we are, I think, living out, and I'm going to call it a a fake Christianity or Christianity-ish kind of theology That is actually a theocracy. The court is not behaving as a neutral party. It is behaving as an instrument of white evangelical Christianity, enforcing its will on the people um, as as, uh, demagogues.
1: Brittany, um, I know, for example, that you have never shied away, especially in your public role, right, as an activist of being a woman of God. So when you hear this kind of dialogue, I think, in our public square, that religion is responsible for overturning Roe v. Wade, I'm wondering how you interpret that or square that with your relationship to religion.
0: What Reverend Jackie said is so right. This is about the will of a very vocal and now dominant, at least politically, minority of people who want to impose their will on the rest of us. Um, We know that um, this is not true um, across all religions. It's not even true across Christianity, right? We've got so many Jewish siblings, so many Muslim siblings, so many siblings who are not people of faith, who are expressing that the bodily autonomy that all of us should be able to have over ourselves should be maintained irrespective of a couple of people in some black robes and a party that, that has always been disinterested in our collective freedom. I was reorienting myself with the basic concepts and frameworks of reproductive justice this morning um, in preparation for the conversations that I knew we'd have. Reproductive justice is a term and a framework that comes out of a collective of Black women in Chicago um, ahead of a global human rights conference that got together in 1994. And they wanted to rightfully combine the concepts of reproductive rights and social justice. And, you know, um, our our folks over at SisterSong, they define reproductive justice as the human right to maintain personal bodily autonomy, have children, not have children, and parent the children we have in safe and sustainable communities. And the reason why I love that that concept so so much is because it's clarifying it it helps us understand that, yes, it is always about maintaining access to abortion. it is always about maintaining choice, but that that is never and not enough that it is also about maintaining personal bodily autonomy across the board. It is about ensuring healthy communities and healthy homes and healthy families for these children to, to, to be raised in. So it is about eradicating childhood poverty. It is about ending maternal mortality. It is about ensuring that we have a gender expansive understanding of reproductive rights. It is about ensuring safe housing and quality healthcare and excellent education for all young people, no matter how they've come to be in our community. Um, and, and, when I really center myself in my faith, it calls me to be honest about what I'm fighting against, and it also calls me to be deeply honest and clear with myself about what I'm fighting for. And what I'm fighting for, what we're always fighting for, is reproductive justice.
2: Girl, well, that was a sermon right there. I mean, I think I want to just say, as you know, as a clergy, uh, paying attention to the Black church, which grew, you know, Brittany and me, you know. But to pay attention to what the Black church has to offer us in terms of a liberative word, this is what what we need to lean into right now and to not let the news, the media, anyone hijack faith as an evil construct unto itself, but to remember to lift up the voices of those who are doing organizing from their faith perspective as a model for how we might heal America.
0: I mean that's absolutely a word, like i you know, Phil, you and I have talked about the fact that i did I did not know I was never familiar with this blonde-haired, blue-eyed, white, evangelical American Jesus for years, because that is genuinely not who I was raised with. Um, My very first Bible had all people of color in it, and my parents were extremely intentional about that. My father was a professor of Black liberation theology. My my mother um, is an educator and a Sunday school teacher and a social worker. Um, And so I've always had an expansive understanding of what faith in our family's definition was meant to be, and it was all. It always came back down to the scripture of faith without works being dead, um, but whether you are a person of faith big F faith or not this is an opportunity for all of us to practice faith right maryam cobbs and mm-hmm. hope is a discipline and, and you know my father used to always say courage takes practice these are the moments where we have to call on those that we are in community with afar and up close to help us practice the hope that we need to move forward so being raised in a black church we would understand we would pray about it but we were also going to march about it we were also going to move about it. We were going to advocate. We were going to call whomever we needed to call. We were going to mount the pressure that we needed to mount. We were going to pass the collection plate to fund whoever needed the funding. In this moment, the folks who need the funding are the local abortion funds, right? In this moment, the folks who we're supposed to call on are members of Congress who need to codify and enshrine the right um, to, to access a safe and legal abortion. In this moment, we need to recognize um, that, that freedom is found in community and that it is one thing for us to go the alone and know how we feel and take our individual actions, but we can get so much more done together. Um, I'm thinking very specifically about the calls to make sure um, that in this moment that we don't choose despair, right? I, I, I've thought about this a lot, especially after Buffalo and Uvalde, because the same is true for gun violence. In this moment, we can either choose despair or revolution. The choice is ours, but my faith background helps me to understand that God is there to comfort me in my moments of despair, and therefore because he's provided the comfort to move me into a place of action, and that anything else certainly is religious malpractice for my own personal life, but it's also community malpractice, irrespective of what you believe, because it's never going to be enough for us to simply cry our tears as valid and as justified as they are. Sit and whatever you need to sit in today and tomorrow, make sure that you join arm in arm and do the work.
1: I want to bring this back to Jamie uh, at Catholics for Choice because it's, um, the black church gives us so many examples of orienting ourselves towards justice and community and prayer and action. And, uh, for a lot of us, it's going to be harder to identify those same themes in Catholicism. And a lot of people would say, well, why do you still identify as Catholic knowing what the church is doing to curb reproductive justice writes, what do you say about the role of your specific faith
3: well, Phil, I'm not only pro-choice. I'm a lesbian. I'm a woman called to the ordination in the Catholic priesthood. So I'm all kinds of uh, ostracized in the Catholic Church. Um, and so, uh, why do I do this work in particular? Uh, I do it because people are suffering, and people who uh, will suffer massively um, as a result of this. Uh, the poor will be poorer. The sick will get sicker. People in states of powerlessness so will be even more powerless. So, on my worst days, when I really am <laughs> very angry at the church, I fight because they're a global menace, particularly in the sphere of health care. And so as a Catholic, I feel a moral obligation to speak out. Um, You know, it's very important to point out a few things. Uh, The majority of Catholics, 68% did not want to see Roe versus Wade struck down today. 58% of Catholics uh, believe abortion should be legal in all or most cases. And most stunningly, a bo- one in four abortion patients in this country identifies as Catholic. That means that Catholics in the pews are having abortions. People who are participating richly in the life of the church are having abortions.
1: I think people are so tired of hearing the word prayer right now. Yes.
3: Oh my goodness. And I, yeah.
1: and I feel that, you know, like mm-hmm. I really feel that yeah. the word prayer has been hollowed and vacated of its meaning. How do you bring meaning back? to prayer
2: i remember ferguson i'm so glad Brittany's here i remember those young people in the streets shouting revolutionary love 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 their marching was a prayer our raging is a prayer our organizing is a prayer our furious dancing is prayer our pissed offness is prayer our sorrow is prayer. Our hope is prayer. Our trust is prayer. So it's not what you say. It's putting your mind open to the universe to say, let the light in, let the love in, let the justice in, let my rage be activated toward the resolution of these issues of injustice and toward a revolution of love and just have an ordinary intention to love the hell out of the world.
0: That's it for today, but never for tomorrow. Undistracted is a production of the Meteor and Pineapple Street Studios. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being. And thanks for doing. I'm Brittany Packett Cunningham. Let's go get free.